You're watching the Tesla Life with your host, Mark Coughlin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 278, this 2nd of November 2022. It's already official snow tire month. We're into November. Oh, my yes, gosh. Here we come. Here comes here comes the weather. And today, today it, was, it got up to 20 degrees Celsius here. So if you have snow tires in your car, you're burning them off. So... Uh, you might want to wait another week until the weather cools off up here in southern Ontario. This is why I'm going to try out the cross-climate SUV, because uh, <laughs> it's all-around snow tire. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And welcome to our other hosts. We have Mr. Casey Green joining us from D.C. How are you today, sir? Doing all right. Uh, making up boxes behind me, and uh, also Derek was first one in the chat. So, uh, exciting times. Very good. Very yeah. good. Also with us as normal, Mr. Patrick Connor joining us from the West Coast. How are you today? Hello, I am good. I did get my snow tires put on because if things go well in two or three weeks, there'll be snow on the mountain and uh, hitting the slopes. So uh, definitely it's best to do it now because yeah. if, uh, if we get some snow, surprise snow, all of a sudden everybody wants to go get their snow tires put on at the same time or buy tires and then everything's out of stock and yeah so do it now be smarter than the rest of the crowd get them on get them on while you can this is no fun yeah. change the snow tires when there's slush dripping off your car that's for sure <laughs> i promise i gotta yep. buy the snow tires <laughs> uh well we got a ton of news uh no surprise there uh from tesla this week and the article will start off first from Teslarati comes uh from Teslarati was a uh a Model Y has now become the best-selling car in Europe, all of Europe, in September. So, uh, again, this is not a surprise to us. Uh, we've mm -hmm. been seeing this, this climb of the Model Y now for many, many months. And uh, I, I still remember when it was unveiled. And Elon had indicated that he believes that the Model Y would outsell all other Teslas combined. And uh, this certainly uh, is still along on track to do that. Um, and then, and then uh, again, Elon indicated that uh, he believes that the Model Y will become the best-selling car in the entire world uh, starting next year, he believes. So uh, it just keeps winning awards. Like... Uh, even awards in my neighborhood. I go for a walk and there's like a new Model Y shows up every week or so. Uh, so uh, <laughs> people are enjoying it. They're, uh, they're buying them and uh, it's really uh, showing in the sales numbers. But uh, again, not a surprise to this show, but I love mentioning it because uh, just a few short years ago, uh, before Model 3's release, there was so much pesticism about about tesla and the overall market of evs and and how tesla may not even survive and they were just going you know they were just going down with debt every quarter uh but mm -hmm. uh now man things have really really turned around and uh the model y is a, is another 
uh, linchpin uh, for that. Uh, it's been it's outperformed the Model Three or about to outperform the Model Three overall, and uh, we just see it uh, just continuing to rise. Yeah, it's very cool that it's it's not just the best selling EV; it's the best selling vehicle. Yeah, well, yeah. That that is awesome to see EVs um, moving up and becoming the best selling vehicle. That's that's great to see. Yeah, so Hockaday asks if Tesla will advertise on Twitter, and I'd say um, whenever they start to advertise, yes. But until then, not even there. <laughs> well, I mean, like if you're having trouble making enough to to satisfy demand, uh, let's right. just go entice you know fifty million more people to to want one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right now, their backlog is too long. Their delivery times are too long. There's no need for them to start doing any advertising. Uh, right. Yeah, although they like, did, like Elon said, the uh, the fud busting would be nice. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt. Yeah, the the um, um, motor actuator lifting the uh, piano that was a uh, an actual paid for ad that uh, Tesla made. Um, although I don't know that they paid to run it anywhere, but they did release it through their social oh, yeah. media channels. Yeah, that's marketing, uh, so, but not paid. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yes. In another news. Um, GM and several of uh, a particular ad network or ad agencies customers were advised to stop uh, advertising on Twitter for the time being because they're petty. Uh, nothing is nothing has changed to the advertisers yet. But was that the actual stop. reason, Casey? Did they actually say we're, we're <laughs> no, stopping no, no, they, they, because they, we're petty? They the, the reason is because they're petty. The stated reason is because <laughs> oh, there's uncertainty in the nothing that has changed for advertisers yet. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yeah. indeed. I, I, I missed the part that they said they were being petty, so I'm glad I got that clarified. But uh, yeah, their stated reason is, oh, uncertainty <laughs> in things that are changing, and, and nothing, nothing has changed yet. I'd understand, like the first time they do something, okay, now it's time to pause and reflect and see how the customers are going to take it. Blah blah blah. Well, but, since you touched upon this topic, we may as well go into the story about it. And of course, right. Elon has taken over Twitter as. Uh, as I'm sure uh, Twitter's, what, 200 million uh, followers have, have figured out already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because, of course, uh, Elon is not subtle uh, when it's come to Twitter in the past. And now that he owns it, uh, there's there's no doubt that he, he owns it and he's right. starting to throw his weight around uh, and uh, make waves. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the original the original tweet he uh, put out was him showing up at Twitter's head office in San Francisco with a sink in his hand. Like he stopped and, off uh, at the hardware store on the way in. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and his, no uh, and, his, and the tweet was, uh, "I'm walking into the front doors of Twitter. Let that sink in." And uh, him carrying a sink, so. Uh, uh, not a surprise. And then, of course, he changed his Twitter handle uh, profile to be Chief Twit, he which did. I found amusing. Uh, <laughs> he is uh, he's starting to make changes. Uh, he changed it again to, um, uh, was it the head customer service uh, complaint complaint line? At, something like that uh, at Twitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did tell people to uh, keep complaining, but now pay eight bucks a month to do it. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, I, I have noticed one thing, other than him making waves, is um, uh, particularly when Elon tweets. But but uh, I've seen it on a couple other people who say stuff that is uh, 
controversial or not always aligned with the direct fact, uh, they're putting little fact check boxes. It's not from like the fact checkers. It's literally from everybody else on Twitter. There's like a standard they use, and like I don't know who's doing the voting on it, but like every single one I've seen, like if you look it up, like literally this is factual. There's no opinion on it, and it's like this person said this, but this is what really happened. Or here's some more context to when Elon said that. I was like, well, these. These could have been useful years ago, and like, it, like the way they turned on, it's like that's not something that was developed. It's something that was just turned back on that has already been working in some, the background. Some, yeah, maybe something that's been worked on for quite some time. That's what, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like, like somebody yeah. said, "Oh, turn that on." I didn't realize it was off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and uh, I guess if uh, if you would like to get the little blue check mark, you can now pay eight bucks a month, and uh, you can be verified with the blue check mark. So I'm already halfway uh, there with the edits I don't use. <laughs> that's right that's right so so yeah stay tuned uh gm and some others uh, have dropped out of advertising or put it on pause uh, for now and uh we'll have to see if uh, elon changes the rules for advertising if anything changes uh uh beyond that um not really sure this is really the wild west we're not we really don't know what elon's going to do um mm -hmm. But well, the, uh, first, the first thing he did was fire the CEO and uh, chief counsel. And that's just, that's just normal actually. housekeeping after a takeover. This is true, but it's the swiftest which it happened seemed a little personal. <laughs> like, you made my life hell. Could it, get out. And um, uh, the other thing they did was they, they, they've decided they're going to form a council for um, making sure that it doesn't become a toxic successful, which is one of the things he, he emailed out to advertisers. Hey, you know, Everything you love is going to be here, essentially, it boils down to. And then, um, what was the other thing? They also mentioned that uh, the controversial accounts that have been banned for breaking rules, they're not going to do anything with that until uh, this team is solid and comes up with criteria for doing something like that. Yeah, so, until the council's in place. Right. Yeah. And working. <laughs> so, uh, and... and how, uh, how do I apply to be a council member? <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, one thing I did first, notice, though, first you got to get a blue check mark, then yes. you can oh, submit. <laughs> okay. yes. I, I've noticed that the Twitter employees are a lot more, uh, they're, they're not like hiding in the background, like, uh, like kind of, actually, like kind of like Tesla employees, are. They, don't, they don't really talk much about work because they're afraid of saying the wrong thing. But the Twitter employees are now more public. And uh, one of the ones that I, I was watching, he, he's one of the ones who was handling spam, and harassment, and bots. And then he was going into some of his mythology. And, and I was like, wow, that's. I don't know if it's working, but it's nice to know that somebody's actually paying attention to these reports we're sending in. So, yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, so uh, more more Twitter stuff to happen, but uh, let's get on with the Tesla news uh, tonight. So, um, let's see, what do we got next? Ah, yes, our favorite uh, company, Uber, uh, who has of course been dovetailed onto uh, an agreement with Hertz where Hertz bought that 100,000 Model 3s and then proceedingly after that bought some Model Ys. Um, they had a deal with Hertz to allow them to um, basically uh, allow Hertz, I'm sorry, Uber drivers uh, to be able to uh, rent short term the Model 3s and use them for Uber jobs. Uh, and they got a, a, a rate uh, that was advantageous to them uh, to do so. Um, so Uber re uh, reported on the last year of doing this, and uh, they were very pleased with it. Uh, they were pleased with the results. They were pleased with the uptake of people to take the deal for the Model 3. And uh, they were <clears throat> they were having um, 
um, some some reports uh, on how successful it was and how they felt uh, that they were going to uh, continue with this. Now, Casey, you're sharing the screen with the uh, the trip view here. What's this yeah. about? So these were the trips taken in uh, November of 2021 with uh, with Teslas in specific uh, on Uber, and I'm assuming those are customer owned cars because there weren't that many. Um, Uber uh, Uber owned cars at that point, uh, or Hertz owned cars, and uh, then this is uh, from May of this year. Uh, you can see in green how many more uh, trips were covered that way, which is impressive. Yeah, so it's it's been a successful win for them, and of course, uh, it's it's good for people that are taking Uber, and it's good for the cities that these cars are in, uh, because of course, uh, having EVs uh, drive people around uh, within the city's core is a reduction in emissions, uh, emissions from cars, and uh, that's a, that's a win for everybody, uh, everyone that breathes there, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, especially so, city driving, where it's all stop and start. You did that's that's some of the worst for emissions. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, next story. So are we going to create the Twitter life? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'll be doing that. But uh, we'll comment on Twitter every every here and there uh, yeah. if it if uh, it warrants it. We'll guest on that show if somebody else wants to start it. <laughs> yeah, Derek, there you go. There's your in. You can start tomorrow. Next, um, uh, Franz, uh, head of design at Tesla. Uh, recently, uh, I guess maybe just borrowed the Cybertruck when no one was looking, took it out the south entrance and, uh, headed out uh, to his old, uh, his old uh, school, uh, that, uh, he attended, uh, the art center, uh, college of design. And, yep, uh, using this old prototype as the footrest at his desk. <laughs> <laughs> So he uh, drove it out there and uh, put it on display on campus uh, proudly and uh, had all the students around. I, I guess he was probably performing some uh, speech or something uh, at the school and uh, brought uh, the Cybertruck as his ride to show off uh, to the campus. So uh, people were enjoying that. Um, and, and of course, with the appending uh, release of the Cybertruck, um, all sorts of speculation as to whether this was the newest. But since uh, this, of course, happened in um, California, uh, the, 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 the Cybertruck that's there is an older version. It's not, it's not the newest. The newest would be in Texas. Uh, so uh, at this point, it, it just appeared to be uh, one of the uh, pre-production Cybertrucks uh, that were out early, um, not necessarily the newest model. Yeah, like one of the one of the ones we saw Elon running stuff over with, or over at uh, in New York, because uh, this one's missing a lot of the uh, the updates on the, the latest public previews. And more more of that uh, questioning uh, coming in from um, Unplugged Performance, right? Uh, releasing yes. a few photos here and there, and there's there's uh, as we we commented on a few weeks ago uh, that. Uh, uh, is this an, is this a rendering or is this a real truck that unplugged performance is showing off with their new wheels? Um, so uh, there's all sorts it, of speculation it, on that. It could be one of the mid models because a lot of people pointed out the, the changes that we see on that model. Um, we don't see anywhere else and it would be really weird for them to take the time to do them. Uh, but also it has door handles. So 
that one's clearly not final either. So interesting little, yeah. uh, little nugget there. But how cool yep. for the school to have him as an alumni and yes. you know, bringing this and just creating a lot of buzz for the school. Um, you know, that's that's really great to see. I always forget how uh, how long ago he was in school. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a clue on what that timeline would have oh, been. Oh, it was uh, 1988, 1992. Like, I always remember, you know, that he did the other jobs before coming to Tesla, but I always forget okay. how long ago he was in school. I, I was I was but a wee lad. <laughs> <laughs> He's about the same age I am, so... <laughs> Uh, next story. We're off not to Puerto you old. We're off <laughs> yeah, to, uh, I'll get you, Casey. I know I'm not telling <laughs> you old. <laughs> We're off to Puerto Rico, and Patrick's got this story for us. That's right. This comes to us from Electrek. Tesla Powerwall powers 44,000 homes in Puerto Rico during latest outage. So Puerto Rico has been hit by yet another hurricane. And like most of the U.S., it has an old and fragile grid. So, so when it gets hit by an event like a hurricane, it can be weeks before service is restored. So we saw this in 2017 when Hurricane Maria and Irma hit Puerto Rico. There were widespread outages. Tesla's energy division was relatively new at that time, and they responded by providing batteries and solar for a hospital in Puerto Rico. In 2018, they claim to have 11,000 energy story projects underway in the Apelago. Now, a few years later, when Fiona hits, we find out that they've got 44,000 homes in Puerto Rico with power walls. So one of the cool things that power walls have is storm watch mode. So before Fiona made landfall, the systems went into uh, storm watch mode. They powered up. They were standing by. And then when it did hit and it moved across the island, it was devastating. There are 11 people confirmed uh, dead. More are missing. There are 80,000 people without water, 120,000 homes without power. Uh, one person from the island tweeted, and we've got that tweet up here on the screen, that they had been grid down for 36 hours, but they still had a 72% charge left on their power wall. So they obviously have all their essentials off. You can see right there in the image, they're pulling only about 100 watts. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, they, they are definitely um, using just the bare minimum. And that's, that's great. That's going to make it last as long as, as they can. They're going to have the essentials powered and nothing else. Um, Tesla responded to that tweet by saying that it's one of 44,000 homes that have been powered for an average of five days. So uh, that is cool that, that uh, you can, with using it properly, an average five days uh, without the grid. So this is how you get resilience. This is where our infrastructure dollars should be going. Uh, keeping the lights on and keeping people safe. Yeah. So what, what do you all think? Love it. That's, that's interesting that uh, this guy was only pulling 100 watts. So obviously, he's not running much. A couple light bulbs, really. Um, but but the question uh, would be is if he has solar on his roof, yeah, but he it's could be replenishing those batteries <laughs> and of course keeping them at a at a, a steady amount. And Patrick, yeah. I'm sure you've done this with your power walls. Is oh, yeah. you watch to see how much is coming in and how much is going out, 
And of course, if you needed to, you could adjust your use of electricity to match it. So really, you can have a buffer and basically unlimited power as long as you stay within that that whatever's being used and whatever's going out uh, ratio. Yeah. And based on yes. that, and the fact that it's clearly nighttime or super cloudy here, I, I would suspect that this guy might be new to the system or he might be new to actually running it off grid. And so just like when you get your EV, you, you try to charge it up a little bit more. You don't really get down as low uh, for your first one. Your next one, you're like, I could go everywhere on three miles. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, uh, but you have a point though, as you get comfortable with it, as long as you know that the sun's coming out tomorrow, you can, you can balance that out and be a little more comfortable than, than just, you know, for a reading light and something so you don't trip over, uh, you know, going through the living room. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't know how long the power is going to be out. So, yeah. um, you know, running a bare minimum, maybe it'll last two weeks instead of five days. And, yeah. uh, and maybe you need it that long because you don't know when they're going to get to repairing your area. And or worse, um, your, your panels seasons. were affected. <laughs> right. And in that tweet, they had an image, and I didn't see solar panels on that house. And in, in the That's app, the they show Yeah, because the app doesn't panels. even show them off. It doesn't show them right. at all. It, exactly. So I, I don't think they have solar panels. Yeah. Um, so you really got to make sure to... When you have when solar... It, back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Solar and, and batteries work excellent together. They're a great combination for all the reasons we just talked about, how they can recharge the batteries during the day. Um, but if you don't have it and you have a battery, you still have some level of backup, but you just have to, you're dependent on the grid. You just not as you, you have some time you can use your battery. Yeah. yeah. You guys might remember the power wall that sat behind me for a couple of months. Uh, that's installed at my dad's house now. And, uh, he used it during this, uh, not really this hurricane, but the, the hurricane that hit the States, uh, well, the mainland, I should say. Yes. Their States as well, despite mm -hmm. some politicians think, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, he, he had solar, but, you know, it was hurricaning. And so he wasn't getting anything from the array. So he was doing the same thing as, as this person. And he was shutting down anything that was non-essential except uh, lights, TV, and maybe a fan to keep the air moving inside the house. And mm -hmm. uh, sun came out. Power wasn't back. He flipped all that joker back on. And then, uh, <laughs> and then the power came on and recharged the rest because it was still in stormwatch mode because there was the back end of the hurricane to deal with. So. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely play those games with, uh, I generally just move the reserve setting around. Yeah. Like on, on Sundays here, it's um, uh, off peak all day. And so I don't want it to, uh, I want it to use the grid as much as possible. And so um, I don't want it back feeding any into the grid. So I just slide the reserve up to a hundred. And that means that uh, if the, uh, um, if the solar overproduces, it's going to go to the battery first. And then, and then when at 10 p.m. that night, I, I slide it back down to my normal 20, 25 percent. And uh, and then the next day, it's like, oh, the battery's really full. So, uh, it all then, the grid. <laughs> then, yeah, then I backfeed it to the grid when it's regular rates and not off peak uh -huh. rates. Oh, okay, because they they affect your, your your paid rates as well. Yeah, yeah, and that's, and that's so smart. today's yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's um, uh, November started, and that's when um, things switch here. Um, the time of use. Because we have a dual peak now. There's a morning peak and an afternoon peak instead of just the afternoon peak. Yeah, so uh, I, I bet this guy in Puerto Rico, since he doesn't have a solar array, I bet he's looking into one now. Because yes. uh, he, mm -hmm. he has learned that, yeah, it's it's nice to have that extra power. But if you don't have something to backfeed it, uh, you, you probably run really low like he was in the photograph there uh, until uh, he knows he's getting power back. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think we're using the wrong pronoun though, because the person's name is See. Lisa Appleby. <laughs> Lisa. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay. Next. What do we got here? Ah, another seasonal, another seasonal story. And uh, this one's with Casey. Ah, yes. So um, a couple of weeks ago, we told you about how Tesla would let you pick your wheel size and type mm -hmm. in the, uh, well, first the wheel size, then the type in the, uh, in the, um, in the app, as far as like, if you had the, uh, uh, the arrow covers or the beauty kit. And uh, so now, uh, Tesla has just in time for winter given us the options. Uh, in, a, uh, in addition to all of that, we can now pick whether we have winter or summer tires or all season. And uh, and then the car will adjust. But uh, one key thing that they say when you do it is it says drive conservatively uh, for a little bit so the car can calibrate. So limit acceleration in the first few minutes of driving to ensure vehicle calibration. Um, so I guess that's for the uh, the same stuff that we got recently where it keeps track of if your tires are low, um, low tread or or any sort of abnormalities like that, which is very helpful. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, in, uh, in areas where people are changing tires uh, seasonally, yeah. uh, this is going to um, uh, give them that uh, little extra bit of automation uh, that they'll know uh, when the tire tread is going low uh, yes. based on the type of tires that they've actually installed on the vehicle. Yeah, and if you've got the latest update and you don't see this, don't freak out. So far, uh, it's only been seen on Model 3 and um, not other vehicles yet, but not even every Model 3 that is like, even the latest ones, not every single one has got it. So I don't know if they're A-B testing us or if it's just a slow uh, rollout of, of, of this, but they might be training the system to know, uh, like as we turn it on for everybody and start spitting out uh, some uh, spurious or at least on the edge data, then, then they got to do customer service. I and mean, you know, they don't like to do that, so. Right. Yeah. We don't want uh, saying, oh, you can drive a thousand miles. Oh, no. Whoops. We had a little bug. <laughs> Got to fix that. Right. And this, they, already ripped, they already ripped out the phones. They don't want all those emails. <laughs> right. I could see this just being stage one. Mm -hmm. um, they know when your tires get changed because all of the pressure sensors are swapped and they have yes. to recalibrate those and figure out where they're at and what the pressures are and um, how do they have different IDs. And um Unless you're actually having the same sensors moved, which is but even then, the, 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 the pressures off. all reset to a level plus the exactly. tire pressure exchange. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so you know, step two is they automatically figure out, oh, hey, you've got different tires on here, and then they do some calibration and and they can determine whether or not they're all season or snow tires based on one what time of year, and then two with the actual uh, watt hours per mile that they're seeing. And this so might, they might can be that, yeah, because like you said, like, yeah, just, if, if you just do the driving, then they can tell if, if, uh, if, if mm -hmm. maybe not manually driving, but if you, if you do just basically autopilot, auto steer, or FSD, uh, it can tell, oh, that, that one's taking a little bit longer to accelerate and a little bit longer to stop. Those are winter tires or really cheap, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, or really yeah. cheap, <laughs> or yeah, or just you know, they have a little more road resistance or, or the <laughs> right, rolling right. resistance, yeah. And then so, they can update it on the first rain because they can see the rain. Remember, deep rain, and they can also see the reflections on the road, which is something that right. most other automakers can't deal with. So yeah, this is really cool because you need accurate um, estimates for your range. Otherwise, you yeah. can't make good choices. And uh, this is one thing that Tesla does really well, and they get lots of fleet data, and they get it back in real time. And so they can uh, update their software for everybody. They can even, at some point, have... have 
be part of your profile. Okay, are, are you a hypermiler or are you a lead foot? And then when you switch to your driver profile, the, the range adjusts accordingly. Well, they've they've already started rolling out cloud profiles to more and more mm -hmm. drivers. So hopefully that would be something they could just tuck in there. Derek yeah. mentions that on his app, uh, on the control button, he sees a PSI tire icon. Don't remember seeing it there before. Uh, that that has been there for depending on what what software combo and phone app combo you've had. It's, it's just been rolling out, like maybe maybe a month. And what's cool about that is mm. it'll, uh, if you're driving and you go there live, it'll give you the, the live pressures. But if the car's been off or if you've gone away from the car or the car's gone offline or whatever, uh, the last recorded pressure when the car shut down uh, or when the car shut the sensors down is, is what you'll see in the app, which is helpful. <laughs> <Flip> <laughs> They just keep getting. They just keep getting better with it, though. Like yeah, these, definitely. these added incremental uh, changes. Like uh, just the other week, where they, uh, you know, they noticed about the the frozen door handles are sometimes an issue. So they, they added a new feature to pop the door, uh, the yeah. driver's side door. So well, it would be nice as if the um, you know winter is here, and then uh, so just giving people the the yellow tire icon, they just say, hey, add some air to the rear, right rear tire. It's cold out. It's, then you'll get in and uh, posts on your local forums. Uh, Derek mentioned uh, he has the iPhone, but it's a combination of the app app version, your phone, the car, and the car software. So wow, it's, everything's going to be perfect. But but more and more people should be seeing this now. You know, FSD beta, regular. Uh, I think the only people who might not see it would be MCU one, and they might even see it too, depending on which sensors they have. Very cool. Whenever they get an update again. Yep, that's good. That's good. More the more the better, and. Uh, it, as I said, it just keeps getting uh, better. Iterates, uh, just like everything across Tesla's, uh, everything they're doing is uh, uh, allowing uh, things to come across uh, as they make sense, add it to it, and uh, everyone gets the benefit of it immediately. Well, yes. not immediately, as Casey said, uh, maybe a few days difference. But, uh, eventually, yeah. <laughs> eventually, yeah, you get eventually. it. Yeah. Speaking, speaking on that, um, we, the, one of the local car groups I'm in, they uh they they did a hey you know they said hey this is what 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 you think of when you see a 15 year old car or when somebody tells you 15 year old car is what you think of and they showed you an actual 15 year old car which is uh <laughs> much newer and uh one of the people in there showed a picture of uh his tesla dash when he got it back in 2012 and he said uh, 10 years ago and uh wow i i forgot does that ever look dated i bet yeah it does it does yeah <laughs> Yeah, icons, everything being different. Uh, definitely, uh, you could be able to see a big change in 15 years for sure. Yeah. Just 10 in this case, but yeah. <laughs> Next story uh, from Tesla Roddy. Um, Andreas Kaparthi, uh, who, of course, was Tesla's AI director until uh, recently, uh, until he went on sabbatical. And then once he came back from sabbatical... <laughs> He decided that was it. Uh, he uh, he left the company at that point. Uh, but uh, he's now done an interview uh, with uh, Lex Freeman, uh, who is a, a podcaster that goes into in-depth interviews, uh, long long style. So yeah. uh, if you have interest in in Anders, uh, you can uh, connect to uh, Lex's uh, podcast and uh, <laughs> take a look. So. Uh, I haven't watched it yet uh, because Lex is again. Uh, it, I didn't you gotta make the, time. You gotta make time. It's it's, it. it's over two hours sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think I've, this one was three and a half hours long. Oh, oh my gosh! So uh, 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do that in one setting. It would ha you'd have to practice that out over multiple days in my case. Yeah, what I usually do for his is um, I'll, I'll sit there and I'll watch like the first 15 minutes and then I'll move it to, uh, I've got YouTube Premium, so I'll move it to the, the phone and I'll turn off the screen and I'll either put it on Bluetooth or, you know, as I'm doing my chores. Because, you know, you, after 15 minutes, you know what the faces look like. <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they mention a diagram, you can pull it out and you can look. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I had it. I listened to the whole thing. I had it in the background though. And um, then they've released clips of some parts. And uh, I was like, I don't remember that. I don't remember <laughs> that. So I obviously, you know, missed big portions of it because, you know, it's just playing in the background. And I'm doing Three and a half hours. It's just background news after background yeah, yeah, noise exactly. uh, at one point, I'm sure. Yeah. Every now and then they yeah, say they... something that's like, you got to pull it up. You're like, what did you just say? Did... Wow. <laughs> Yeah, when they were talking about autopilot, and I was paying attention when they were talking about um, the probability of life on other planets, I wasn't yeah. paying so much attention. But it's still an interesting discussion. It is, uh, but one is more yeah. immediate impact on your life than the other. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I recently listened to the um, book Hail Mary Project, which, uh, uh, spoiler alert, there's aliens. Um, uh, and And that book did a really good job of talking about how they can have completely different values than what humans have because yes. they live in a very different situation. And, and it's, it, it, the most amazing part of me is that somebody, a human wrote that and was able to think about what life would be like if things were totally different. That was the more amazing part of it. And so and they kind of covered some of that same topic of uh, we might not even uh, know how to look for life. If they're so totally different from us, they're not using the same types of technology we are for communication. It can be radically different. We if they're not carbon-based. No <laughs> if they're not carbon-based, we might not even think to look for, for what makes them up. <laughs> yeah, because uh, obviously their, their building blocks are completely different than ours. Yeah. yeah. Next, uh, Patrick's got a story about Giga Texas and another yeah. milestone. That's right. So this comes to us from Teslarati, Simon Alvarez. Tesla Gigafactory Texas builds 20,000th Model Y. And uh, so they've hit their 20,000th. And uh, this is a, a great milestone. We were just talking about how Model Y is the number one bestseller in some markets for, for last month. And uh, every one of these is one step towards getting us towards a future free from fossil fuels. Got to get that Absolutely. plug in there. Absolutely. Yes. So uh, one of the cool things... Um, I wonder who's getting this VIN, but uh, someone charted, it was Troy Tesla-like, how long it took for uh, several of the gigafactories to get to this milestone. So Giga Shanghai reached their 20,000th unit in exactly 100 days. Giga Texas did it in 150 days and Giga Berlin in 187 days. And I bring that up only because I'm petty and I lost the bet and I won to win somehow. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, <laughs> and Sorry what, about uh, that, what was kind of cool as well is it was just, I believe, uh, four or five uh, shows ago, uh, we celebrated their 10,000th uh, vehicle made at uh, Giga Texas. Yes. In fact, yes, a show right. was named uh, over that one uh, with the uh, thumbnail photo of the uh, group photo of people with the 10,000 number in the crowd. Right. So that was just uh, 43 days that it took them um, to go from their 10,000 to their 
20,000, where it took them 108 days for the first 10,000. So less than half the amount of time. So uh, that would be cool if they could do something like that similar. And uh, now they're doing in 22 days to get to 30,000. That would yeah. be very cool. And uh, yeah, so let's see which uh, which uh, factory can get to 30,000. And uh, I would actually like Giga Texas to get ahead of Berlin, not just to, to the milestone sooner, but actually get there first. That's that's what I'm looking for. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Patrick is upset and he continued to be upset for the foreseeable future. It's <laughs> all right. My, pla yep. my plans do agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of plants, uh, the next story is about uh, another plant uh, that's coming together uh, in Kansas. And this, of course, is a battery plant uh, that Panasonic uh, has been uh, uh, getting ready to start. So I, I believe it's next month they're going to start doing some, some land preparation uh, in Kansas. And uh, they uh, plan to be making most likely the 4680s uh, that, of course, will have a, a short shipping time uh, to uh, Giga Texas uh, because it's along the same, you know, same area, uh, central uh, U.S. will be able to uh, ship there in faster times. But I did want to bring this up as well uh, to... Um, to basically highlight uh, the Biden administration's uh, plan uh, to offer these EV rebates uh, to manufacturers that source uh, materials and build vehicles uh, within uh, the, the U.S. or the uh, free uh, trade zone of the U.S., uh, which would also include Canada and Mexico. So uh, this is another, it, it, it looks like the more, the, Every day that goes by, there's another EV manufacturer that are announcing that they're going to start making cars in the U.S. or upping production or getting minerals and deposits uh, from North American sources. So this 10-year uh, this deal that the Biden administration uh, put out there, it appears to be bearing early fruit. So uh, that's good to see. It, it's going to help uh, jobs in North America. And uh, it's going to also uh, insulate... Uh, companies from problems in in other sections of the world. So if if you if you have a, a war, if you have a uh, if you have a, a supplier issue in a certain area of the country because of something, uh, if you've got a number of zones that are self sufficient, that's just going to allow your company to be more resilient going forward, and uh, they will not be affected as much if everything has to stop because one section is having an issue and they supply the world. So um, I, you know, there's, there's many levels that miss, this is a good sign for North American manufacturing and I hope we see more of it. It also helps with, uh, with the shipping. I mean, you're looking at either mm -hmm. the first or second heaviest part of the vehicle. And if you don't have to ship it around the world, then you're putting out less emissions. It's, Closer to the mm -hmm. factory, or in the Tesla's case, inside your factory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There were decades yeah. where we were going the wrong way with logistics, where it was this whole just-in-time thing, where all we did was make fragile supply chains, and now we're realizing, oh, you know what? Sometimes if you make something fragile, it breaks. Whoa! I would have thought. <laughs> I, I saw I saw people analyzing it a little bit further at the beginning of the, this mess, uh, and they were like, "Well, Toyota didn't suffer as hard as a lot of the other folks." It's like, yeah, they 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 are one of the 
first people to invent that that style and everybody else copied it made it cheaper so they get their bonus and so Toyota had seen when certain items like they not just here but like around the world at their plants they've seen if they kept their margins too thin and something happened now just in time falls apart so if it was something like chips or I don't know maybe a particular door handle like if there's something that they had trouble getting and keeping that they would knew they would need more of and it wouldn't change too much between the generations of vehicles or they could use it on the entire fleet they would just keep more of that thing so they had actually more chips mm -hmm. than any other non-tesla automaker and, and they didn't suffer as badly in, in that regard as, as some of the others yeah yeah absolutely yeah. so uh hopefully we see more of this um and uh that's uh that's a plus uh, plus for all of us, I think here in North America, definitely. Yeah. Next story uh, I wanted to touch upon uh, was uh, this story about California regulators yeah. uh, and FSD so, beta. What's this about, Casey? So um, the California DMV officials, a couple of them had a chance to, uh, they've been invited, been invited with Tesla and Tesla sent out some cars and employees and they, they got to experience the FSD beta that, that we have today. And uh, then after the fact, they went out and rented some other cars, like uh, uh, Ryan from the Kilowatts, his, his model Y, to make sure that uh, that they weren't being uh, <laughs> hoodwinked. <laughs> and to make sure that the, what they saw in the other car uh, was what, what they saw in, in the public car. Uh, also, Ryan speculated that perhaps maybe they had uh, didn't have enough cars uh, to run everybody through, so um, they got his car. But it's not just that. Uh, whether they had enough people or not, and whether or not they were making sure the versions matched, uh, now it's self-directed. So they can they can sit there and take their time without a Tesla employee saying, hey, look here, all right, let's go down this next street. And that way they can be sure that it wasn't uh, it wasn't a perfect route, it wasn't a perfect car. And it's a good way to do it. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> I remember the story, uh, must have been a month or month and a half ago, uh, where the, uh, where the uh, regulatory uh, group had tweeted hey can we get fsd beta we've been waiting for it and had a perfect score now for three months that was nitsa <laughs> no, i was nitsa okay it's even worse because that we're just talking about one state dmv versus the national <laughs> traffic safety administration <laughs> so i thought that story reminded me of this one uh but yeah. uh so obviously they the this group actually got the car uh, to, you know, that had the FSD working in it. So it was a little bit different, but uh, yeah. this is the regulatory approval that's going to have to happen in all states uh, yeah. eventually. So this is the start of it in California. Uh, and they're, they're being introduced to uh, what the vehicle can do with it, um, which is, which is good to see. Um, certainly, it'll be able to dispel rumors uh, within mm -hmm. the uh, particular state uh, representatives, they'll be able to figure out that, oh yes, it is acting like uh, it's claimed to work and I understand how it's working. So this type of education is going to be great uh, to uh, dispel rumors uh, and to be able to allow people to understand uh, how this is going to roll out uh, in the future. So uh, this is good to see that it's beginning. I'm kind of glad that, that it was the DMV because I always, for example, I always, I was like for explanation, I would say uh, that when we do get closer to like the true advertised FSD, uh, like you know, just hands off, uh, that the car is going to need a driver's license. And who issues driver's <laughs> licenses <laughs> in most states? It's the DMV. Yeah, that's funny. 
It would be interesting to see a car without a driver taking the driver's test. <laughs> well, you only need one. <laughs> but yeah, it will be interesting to see. <laughs> Actually, there was a YouTuber that uh, went out uh, with FSD beta and they took a driver instructor out in the car, uh, a state employee. Uh, they weren't they weren't on the clock. It was okay, their good. holiday, mm -hmm. but yeah. they uh, they went through a full um, walkthrough uh, as to uh, the test that's actually taken the road test and the car passed uh, on its oh, own. Wow. Now, of course, the driver was there, uh, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. watching the wheel as as anyone with FSD has to do now with FSD beta. But uh, it was interesting that they had a scale where they could they could pass the car up to an 80 percent. Uh, uh mark and the car got a, like an 82 so wow. uh there were some things that weren't quite right uh i believe parking was one of the issues uh but uh, other than that uh, the car had passed at that time so very cool I'm, I'm sure we'll see more of that as time goes along right yeah they need to redo that uh with every version that comes out yeah 10.69.3 is coming soon i i can see i can see tesla like just uh um Coaching a, uh, a, a either one of the driving instructors for the like the schools or or an employee of the state. Like, hey, I know your pension's about up, but how would you prefer a Tesla pension? <laughs> <laughs> Next, uh, Patrick's got a story about Giga Texas and uh, some comfort. Um, let's see, new comfort suspension available yes. in Giga Texas. I think Casey's doing that one. I can do oh, it if you want. That's all right. I got the next story. It's, a, it's my factory. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So uh, Tesla adds Model Y comfort suspension at the Fremont and Giga Texas, including uh, to the performance variant, which I thought this did not apply to the performance variant. But that's what they told us. <laughs> yeah, let's see. So uh, Musk tweets standard non-performance 3NY suspension in production now has improved comfort without affecting handling. So that's where I got the non-performance version. Yeah. And uh, uh, there must be an update in here. So for Fremont, the change only applies to the Model Y long range, including both the five-seater and the seven-seater configurations as of October 7th, 10 days before Musk published his tweet. Ah, here it is. In addition, any Model Y performance built after October 11th also has the comfort suspension. So uh, this email was specific to the Model Y only and included no details as of if or when the Model 3 comfort suspension was coming. And they also didn't tell us what they changed. Uh, what's different in this setup? Tesla described the benefits of it as with a similar wording to what Musk used, but that's that's not uh, telling us what they changed. Yeah. So if you've hey, got hey, one bro, of these versions, bro. yeah, we got it. We got to get Sandy to tear down another one and, and let us know what they've improved. At least poke it. He doesn't <clears> have <throat> to tear it apart. Like if it's your car, you, know, you, can, you don't have to sell it to you. <laughs> that's like true. Maybe, yes. Maybe this is uh, <clears throat> maybe this is like a, a shock um, overcoil or, or something along that line. Uh, right. So they're not moving to air suspension or anything radical. Like no, that. nothing radical. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Why didn't they just add a, you know, new shock or something like they could have uh -huh. done something that would have been pretty maybe easy with the whole suspension. But then put that whole yeah. suspension change. They, they, like, did, they did that for Raven and, and, and the new model. They said, Hey, the whole suspension has changed. 
even yeah, though right. some of it was not. <laughs> but yeah, so. they're always improving things, and this is just a, another version of that. And uh, it's it's good to see improvements rolling all along. And uh, if you're if you're getting a new Model Y, you might have a, a better suspension than someone who bought it the month before. Yeah, and I had uh, I had uh, a couple of people comment on the Twitter story on this uh, through the week, and of course, if you want to follow us through the week, you can always uh, uh, subscribe to our Twitter feed at the Tesla Life. And uh, this person had indicated that um, they had just gotten uh, the Y about six months ago, and they said they absolutely love the car, but if you could improve the uh, the uh, the ride a little bit. Uh, they said there, there was room for improvement. So they have commented that uh, they're looking forward to hearing how this works out and uh, they want to go test another car uh, just to see how the ride is different than their six-month-old uh, Model Y. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to do the same with the X. I know that the Raven suspension was a big improvement. That was nice. I had a chance to try it on that, um, on that uh, Raven Performance they loaned me. Uh, it was way better than the one on my Model S. So, I mean, I was S to S, but mm -hmm. even better than the one on my X because my X was, was better than my S. And uh, I would like to try out the new one now because uh, that one's got uh, some further improvement. Like the autopilot system can pre-prime like, for potholes and rough roads and stuff. The, uh, the suspension awesome. over and above what Raven can already do. Yeah. So Derek's got a question. Got his car August 13th. He's driven it 52,000 miles. Is that too much? No, uh, I was actually pulling up the Tesla. <laughs> That's why I was pausing. Uh, so I got mine. I got mine. I'm going to say yes. No, I got mine in <laughs> September, like September 20th or so and, of the same year. And I'm at 77,117 miles. Just because you drive too much doesn't mean he doesn't. <laughs> I, I work from home. I don't drive that much. <laughs> you did at one point. Much. You had to. Yeah. I did. I did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, now Casey has to. Uh, he has to uh, do his commute now from here to South Dakota every couple weeks. So. <laughs> yeah, my plates came in uh, just in the nick of time. Um, they came in on. on uh, around 7 p.m. on Halloween, and they expired. The other ones expired at midnight on Halloween. So just got it. Just yeah. got in under the wire. Yeah. Well, yeah. Casey's got our next story as well, and this, of course, is uh, about uh, Giga Shanghai. What's happening well, there? This one also requires a lot of travel. So uh, the folks at Giga Shanghai are sending an, an envoy, not not the GMC envoy, or 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 a political situation. They are sending a, a group of employees to. Fremont to teach them how to be more efficient and better at making automobiles. And that's pretty cool because uh, Fremont was is rated at, uh, what, what, uh, what did they say, 650,000 cars per year. And uh, Elon said he's pushing them to, to, to get more. And this would be part of that. Part and, of that push. Yeah. Because uh, just because you add the lines and add the equipment, uh, you also have to have the mindset and the teamwork and the cohesion and the this will help instill some of that into the into the group because uh, now i read this story uh this after or this morning and yeah. uh i uh i immediately thought of a movie that matches this and i was wondering if you or patrick would know the movie i'm thinking of and it's, it's funny because because someone on twitter named the movie an hour later so is it gung-ho yes exactly okay. <laughs> Michael Keaton. Michael early Keaton. Days. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was the premise of that movie that uh, they were bringing over uh, foreign workers to help uh, make the production more efficient at an American plant. Uh, and uh, it was the story of, of how these two groups uh, came together in order to uh, achieve the goal. Nice. It's gun ho. Yeah. Um, Hakide says, uh, says he won't listen to them. The good thing is that he doesn't work on the line all that much, but also, um, he, he's been to Shanghai, so it was probably him that, that, that organized this or, or somebody that he trusts. So, yeah, the cross pollination and knowledge sharing is great. I, I think that that could go both ways, and, and uh, there should be um, some groups from every one of their gigafactories that tours the other ones and learns their best methods and, and, and shares. But um, some of the problems that Fremont has is, is, is just the way it's laid out. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah. Nobody. I mean, you have, you have a robot handing, handing a that. car to another robot over a bridge. Instead of just <laughs> right. running it down the line. <laughs> yeah. So there's just some logistics there that, that uh, no mindset's going to fix. So uh, that they, they, and you know, they didn't de- design Fremont the way they wanted to. They they got what they got from Numi and they made the best of it. And they also, in a lot of ways, uh, didn't know what they were doing back then compared yep. to what the, they've learned a lot of lessons uh, by the time they, they built Austin and uh, Berlin that they, they've learned. And uh, so, uh, yeah, Fremont, uh, at some point, they might uh, say, okay, we're going to start over. <laughs> no. I doubt they'd do that, but let's shut it down and do some retooling and uh, make some adjustments. But also, when you look at it, uh, the whole reason this plant exists in its current form is, I mean, originally it was a GM plant, but GM was done with it. Then they brought it back as a GM Toyota plant so that they could cross-pollinate with Toyota just-in-time construction. And uh, so it's continuing the spirit of its very existence. It is. It is. I looked up Gung-Ho and... As Patrick says, it's, it, I think it's good that you get that uh, that knowledge spread uh, amongst the company. Yes, some lessons may not work at certain factories uh, just because of logistics or issues with the footprint of the factory or whatever. Uh, but uh, being able to share those ideas uh, across the board is, is always good company-wide uh, because you may not be able to fully use uh, an idea, but you could take a part of it. Uh, a little piece of it uh, could be used in your situation and, of course, help. So it's always good uh, to uh, to be able to share that knowledge and information amongst many workers. Absolutely. For sure. And with that, it's baby time. So that's it's the end of the show, obviously, because... Uh, <clears throat> Baby's not pulling her weight yet by providing stories, so we're just waiting until uh, uh, we can get some stories from Young Green. Uh, who's dressed right. in green we could, today? We, we could have car yeah. seat review. Right. <laughs> we she does tell some stories, I just don't understand them. Augusta. <laughs> 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 uh, nice. Well, with that, uh, Casey, any shout-outs this evening? Yeah, yeah, you can catch us on Sundays at... Uh... 110 Eastern, and uh, you can find us at uh, youtube.com uh, at Casey Green or slash Casey Green because they're the same for me right now. And uh, yeah. Hey, baby. Hello. Hello, Moto. <laughs> Patrick, what do you got for us for shout outs? As always, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org, and I blog occasionally at carswithcores.net. Check it okay. out. 
Hey. Very good. Very <laughs> good. And yeah, I would suggest if you've got uh, if you've got some time, uh, check out carswithchords.net, and you can see some of the articles that Patrick has written about some of the topics we talked about today. So uh, that's right. And you can uh, interact uh, with Patrick right on that website as well. Don't stomp the keyboard. <laughs> well, everyone, just, just start uh, I blog. hope you have a great week, and uh, join us next time when we get together and find out what's happening in the Tesla life. Absolutely. Catch you next Stay time. positive. Test negative. Electrify all the things and we'll catch you on the flip side. Good night. <laughs> Akine says I'm being replaced. Yes, eventually. <laughs> <laughs>